This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. Monday afternoon, I almost said Monday morning. I'm still locked in morning. We're doing the morning stuff now. It's, it's crazy. Jeremy's brain hasn't been the same since yesterday. I, 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 there's only really one thing that I can say. No! No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 That's all I can say. That's all I got. <laughs> that was my yesterday in a nutshell. Uh, just stop doing that. No! Uh, you have not been a living, breathing team for four months. You don't get to start doing it now. <laughs> Jeremy's Jets. Just going jet. You gotta you just when the Jets are involved, you gotta know it's gonna turn into a dumpster fire. You can't even lose properly. Jeez. I, I mean, there have been many acronyms and, and sayings and same old jets and all these things that I've heard my entire life, and there is nothing better than Jets going jet. Uh, <laughs> the Jets are just going jet every time. I tried to warn you. I tried to warn you that this was coming at some point. You could not possibly in a billion years have thought they were going to beat the Rams. No, no, I didn't. Oh, and I have some very select things for Sean McVay and everything with a (laughs) horn on its helmet today. But but I have told you time and time again that I could definitely see it happening where y'all get down to the end of the season and something crazy happens. I thought it was going to be New New England. I knew it was going to be New England. I thought it was going to be the New England game. That Bill Belichick would realize that the one way he could hurt y'all the most is to throw that last game of the season. (laughs) I did not expect that you guys would beat the Rams. You're taking too much joy out in this. I'm sorry. The, the The fact that the Jets... I mean, played like an actual football team. If you had told me, let's say an alien landed and watched no game the Jets have played all year except that one, uh-huh. and you told said alien that one of those teams was one in thirteen and one was nine and five, it would have been very easy to convince somebody that the roles were reversed. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean, like the the pass rush wasn't getting home. They were doing that line was doing a great job on uh, on Aaron Donald, Quinn and Williams until he got hurt. Marcus May, I, I Marcus May. Oh, I, I you will, you know you you will live on my boom boom list for the rest of my life. You know you see all these athletes when they leave towns and you know they've stayed in one place. They take out the big full page ad in the newspaper saying goodbye. I think Marcus May should have to take out one of those in like the in the New York Times or something that says I apologize for coming through on that last play. Just fall down. <laughs> We've done this so well all year. Right. The only thing he had to do was not jump to deflect that ball. And now and it would have sealed it. And now there's but now, but it was so easy. All we had to do was just keep losing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And tre- oh, I can't even say his name. I, it's, <laughs> we were going to be best friends. Trevor Lawrence. We were going to do karate in the garage. Oh, it was all going to. It was all happening. It was all going to happen. And now it's all ruined. And now he gets to go to Jacksonville. Yay! It's Trevor. all ruined. It's all ruined. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence gets to go to Jacksonville, where Jacksonville will definitely try to Jacksonville his career. You know, you know, Trevor Lawrence was watching this, going, "Don't worry, I, I don't like this at all. I don't like any of the things that are happening right now." I don't know that he was too thrilled either way, but the Jets would have put uh, him in a better uh, position. Uh, listen, listen, uh, they're they're fun guy. Uh, <laughs> if your options are New York City or Jacksonville. I don't think that's di- that difficult of a decision. No, it's not. It's not. And I had oh, just, wa- I had just, wa- I, barely. <laughs> you ever been to Jacksonville? Oh, you ever been to Jacksonville? I've been to Jacksonville. Oh. Jacksonville Beach is nice. Jacksonville is not a top ten city in its own state. Oh, you're, I'm you're right. actually right about that. You know that. I'm right. <laughs> Never forget, my college team is on the other side of the state. Yeah. Spent a lot of time there. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that that one's on the best of list either. It's not. I'll just go ahead and tell They're you. They're all it's, beaches. It's not. They're all beaches. It's Palm Beach. It's Key West. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty Dunedin. Much, Eden. Pretty much anything that's in the Miami realm, that's all good. Indian Rocks. <laughs> oh, you know, it's just, it's been a trying day. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not okay. I appreciate all the people that checked up on me. Nobody's checking up on you. Everybody's throwing shade. Oh, no. There were some. Uh, one person specifically that I know listens to this show right. asked if I was getting ready to jump off a bridge. <laughs> and then said some very kind words before they started sending memes and just threw it all. <laughs> before they started sending memes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've gotten some good memes. Oh, I'm sure you have. Oh, yeah. 23 to 20, Jets beat the LA Rams and ruin it. Just, it's all ruined. It's all ruined, and so now the Jets will end up with the number two pick in the draft. I and I have heard some of the stupidest takes today. On there's only one thing to do now: trade it. You, yeah, yeah, you have boo booed this beyond recognition. You're not giving up on Sam Darnold for Justin Fields, right? You know that guy that was forty percent against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Yeah, Justin Fields did himself no favors. Now, there are a few teams that would be willing to take him at two. Yes. Uh, the Jets are just not one of them. I mean, at the end of the you day, uh, I, there's no hope. I know this. The only reason they were all in on Trevor Lawrence is because he's the best quarterback prospect since John Elway. It's not that they don't feel like they have a, the guy in Sam Darnold. Right. They feel like he needs to be put with a competent head coach that's not googly-eyed Adam Gaze. And, oh, I don't know, a receiver would be nice. Mm-hmm. There's one of those up at the top That's of the draft. I was going to say, this is a good draft I believe to trade he's down. getting ready to win the Heisman Trophy, and he would look <laughs> just fine in green. It's a good good, good, uh, good year to trade down oh, in yeah. the draft. Which is firmly what I think they're going to do, by the way. I think they're going. I think the Jets, but Joe Douglas probably just called every team in the NFL and said, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to level. We have to. And one of you's going to make that pick for us unless, because we're not gonna. Unless the Colts rest everybody on the last week of the season and Jacksonville somehow comes up with a win the to most, snatch it away from you. I will be honest with you. The Rich Samini, who's a, a beat writer for the Jets, it, he wrote this on ESPN.com today. The jettiest thing that could ever happen is the Jaguars somehow find a way to beat either the Bears or the Colts. Mm-hmm. 
and then we beat New England. <laughs> that would be the jettiest thing that ever happened. Just give me this a little bit more This is now my new hope. favorite. This is now my new favorite. Uh, my new favorite thing that can happen. I have news for you. If Jacksonville somehow beats the Bears, I will personally travel to. Uh, let's see. This game's in. This one's in Foxborough, which means I have to go to Boston, which I'm not super fond of. I will literally stand on the sideline. I will get arrested for the sheer purpose. If you're on a breakaway, here I come. Hell no, hell no, we won't go. No, you're out of bounds. You shall go. We are not boom booming this twice. You have already broken my heart once. I can't take much more of this. Yelp. A lot was at stake in that win. And it's it, it's it, it's a win that you just didn't want. Rex Ryan said it perfectly this morning. This is a loss that will haunt them for 15 years. Yep. It, it, it is. Well this is a loss that will haunt you for 15 years. Mm-hmm. But, 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 let me play devil's advocate here. Of, okay. Let's try to see the silver lining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have said for months that look at the teams that have traded down out of the top one, two picks. Tennessee, when they traded down, you know, there's been a litany of teams that have traded down over the years. It tends to go much better for the team that trades down than the one that trades up. Yep. And you have, you do have a young quarterback that, for better or worse, has, at when healthy, shown some stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's still younger than Joe Burrow. Yep. So you build a team around that guy, and here we go. And I'm fine with that. You know what it means? You know that helmet that sits in front of me uh, and that football that sits in front of me in our morning show, The Sportsocracy? Find it on all social medias. At The Sportsocracy. Uh, those are both signed by Sam Darnold. Yep. So I, I would not be super averse to him being our quarterback for the future. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be way more expensive than Trevor was going to be. Trevor was going to be cheap, and he was going to be perfect. At least for five years. And yeah. then it just we just can't we can't do anything right. Nope. It's so hard being a Giants fan. Nope. You can't do anything right. And uh, yeah, we had uh, that was the biggest thing that came out of uh, came out of Week 15. That and the fact that the New England Patriots can't make the. Can't make the playoffs. Oh, I mean, there was there were some positives. I was going to say which everyone can take pride in. Oh, I mean, it was everybody's least favorite team is New England. If you don't like New England, they're at least in your top three of most hated teams in the NFL, Mm -hmm. and they're not going to the playoffs this year. And you know who told you that? Yep, this guy. (laughs) About five (laughs) months ago, and I got called a moron more times than I could count. Yeah, officially mathematically eliminated. Yeah, Cam Newton's bad at football. I feel yeah, like I've said that a lot of times, mm-hmm. and they're the, the the last ones to disagree with me. They are just hanging on for grim death to that one. Yeah, and they, they continue to. Uh, you're going to have your, as someone once put it, your bitter clingers who just can't let go of the New England Patriots dynasty and admit that it's over, and admit that oh, Cam it's Newton very over, and and admit that Cam Newton is not good and is not an NFL quarterback. We all know what's coming. We all should know that New England is moving on from Cam Newton. There is no oh, 100%. shot. 100%. Right. There is no shot that he is going to be brought back next year, and there's not another team in the league that will give Cam Newton any more than a million-dollar contract to be a backup. I just I, w- I want to have some fun. 
just just for those last Cam Newton is an NFL quarterback. Let me I, I'm looking at his game log from this year. His QBR yesterday was twenty five point one. That's the sixth highest of his season. The sixth highest. Yeah. He has an 18.9, a 16.4, a 4.5. By the way, 4.5, I'm pretty sure a trash can that you could get a football on top of to <laughs> hand the ball off could actually put up a 4.9. <laughs> uh, he also had a 6 and a 2.8. Oh. That is the quarterback you keep telling me is so fantastic. Right. Oh, he was an MVP. Okay. Yeah. So was Matt Ryan. Well, Wait a minute. What? Come on. After Matt Ryan just choked away a, a game that you, oh, no biscuit, no or whatever that stupid line is. No tried biscuit, to, no biscuit. Yeah, he tried to hand that one on a silver platter, and Matt Ryan went, Wait, I don't like those. <laughs> I, I don't want that. Matt Ryan's not in that. So class. have you come to your senses since this morning when you were talking about your team winning a Super Bowl? Uh, I didn't say we were going to win the Super but you, Bowl. You said there was a path. There is a path. No, there's not. There is. No, a path. there is not. Yes, there is. Okay, tell it to me. Okay, walk me through it. I will walk there, you through. But you're you going to say it real. I'm slow. going to. I'm going to say it as slowly and as in as little tiny words as possible. Explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> Tampa's offense can keep up with Seattle. Uh, okay. And I, I don't win. agree with you, but well, okay. I mean, you you can be wrong, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. This is a team that can beat Seattle. If they end up as the six and Seattle's the three, they can beat Seattle. Mm-hmm. They've already beaten Green Bay once. Uh, not in Green Bay, you didn't. No. Not when it was six degrees outside, you didn't. Very true. But I don't care about that. I, you should. Well, that's fine. You're also a team that I have a pl- cold weather quarterback. It's fine. Uh, unfortunately, you have 52 other players that uh, cold weather is a myth too. <laughs> that is a winnable game. You said yourself you can look at the NFC and and feel like any of those teams can slip up. Mm, no, Green Bay being the one, Green Bay winds up in the Super Bowl because there is nobody, nobody, baby. <laughs> Going to Green Bay and beating that team. You feel good about that? I Oh, yeah. Okay. With it in December, mm-hmm. in January, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel pretty good. I feel, I feel pretty swimming about that. And they're the only team that's going to get a bye. So you have to play an extra game in January leading into playing that? Yep. Yeah, I feel pretty, <laughs> I feel pretty swift about that. Already beat them once. In fact, demolished them once. And then you got the New Orleans Saints coming up. Then how hard is it to beat a team three times in a row? Pretty darn hard. There is a path. I'm not saying it's legitimate. <sighs> I'm not saying it's likely to happen. I'm just saying it's a path. I'm going to use the same logic that you just had. Okay. The Jets beat the Rams. The Rams beat the Patriots. The Patriots beat the Raiders. The Raiders it's beat not the Chiefs. Even close. The Jets are the best team in the NFL. <laughs> it's not even close to the best, to, to the same logic. That is as cyclical of a logic as what you just had. No, it's not. You got lucky to beat. Arguably the fourth worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Who was, oh, by the way, manhandling you. Mm-hmm. There's a bigger conversation to be had here. Second half adjustments are key. That's the, that's no, the discussion. You no, know, the at. adjustment there was, oh, Tommy Touchdowns looked at Bruce or Bryson DeChambeau's dad and said, I'm tired of doing it your way. Mm-hmm. We're doing it my way now. Yep. 
I've I have rings. You don't. My way. You're only bolstering my uh, my confidence here. But we've done this before. And then the next week, what happens? But we're back to no risk it, no biscuit, which is still the dumbest. That is the <laughs> dumbest catchphrase in the history of sports. Yeah. By the way, I'm not allowed to say Jalen Hurts isn't good at football anymore. No, you're not. I'm, I can't. You know why? Because he won you a fantasy game? He won two of them, actually. P- no. Potentially. I need Chris Boswell to not do things tonight. <laughs> but Chris you know Boswell where, you know where he did like win? 21 points tonight. It's a lot, but it's a league that does give some points for field goals. So. Ah, okay. Uh, but you know what he did do? What? He put me in the final of the on-the-fly sports tank Gardner Minshew uh, spectacular. Nice. The on-the-fly league where you had to draft Gardner Minshew number one overall. Yep, and I have the most decimated team in the history of football. (laughs) There are three players left on my team that I drafted. Mm -hmm. That's it. And one of them's on IR. It's been such a topsy-turvy year with injuries and stuff. And, I mean... You made some deals throughout the throughout the league as well, and you know Landon Michael Thomas was a big one for you. Except he didn't do anything. Now, thankfully, <laughs> I, I, I traded Zach Hurts, who had done somehow even less. Mm-hmm. But I somehow found a way. I mean, this is probably my crowning achievement in fantasy football. I found a way to take a team that I had to take Gardner Minshew first, and then did not pick again for twenty two picks. Mm-hmm. And now I am in. The final. The championship. It all comes down to this. It all comes down to this. <laughs> and it's a two-week final, too. Right. And I got a whole bunch of guys that are on teams that are a whole bunch of bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I got a lot riding on the uh, Steelers-Bengals game tonight. I just need the wind to blow about 70 miles an hour. If the, if, am I asking too much? <laughs> I'm taking on uh, our former producer, Press Box Seth. In the Radio Ranch League, we're in the semifinals, and I'm up by 10, and he's got Ben Roethlisberger going tonight. I don't feel good about it, but if somehow Ben decides to get on a motorcycle between now and then, might have a shot. Uh, yeah, there's not. <laughs> I do have to give... Uh, last-minute COVID test? Uh, false positive? I have to give uh, immense credit to my competitor in the final of the Gardner Minshew Sports Tank on the Fly Spectacular. Uh, Chris Smathers, whose team is a little daunting looking. Mm-hmm. Would Would you like to know who I sure. have to go up against? Sure. Uh, well, his quarterback's Kyler Murray. Okay. His running backs are Cam Akers and Derrick Henry. That's pretty good. His receivers are DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, I'm not done. And his tight end is Darren Waller. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is uh, – how How did we let that happen? Don't that know. That is a you were lot Because bu- you were too busy drafting Devin Singletary and Zach, Zach Moss. Moss. I yeah. almost said Kate Moss. I think she would have done better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it, it looks a little daunting for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All of it coming on the way here on ESPN Asheville. We'll get into the college football playoff picture. Uh, We'll talk NFL playoff picture as well. We've got a bowl game going on as we speak. Appalachian State on top of uh, who they're playing today? North Texas. The mean green. The mighty four-win North Texas team that they're taking on in the inaugural Myrtle Beach Bowl. It's 14 to nothing, Appalachian State. I got a fun fact about Appalachian State when we come back from the break, right here on ESPN Asheville. This is your Exergen Temporal Scanner. I got my toes in the water. 
the sand. Not a worry and a worry. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. I'm getting in the mood. For the Myrtle Beach Bowl, live from Conway, South Carolina. <laughs> got Appalachian State and North Texas in the first bowl game of the bowl season. Right now, Appalachian State on top, 14-7. to North Texas just got on the board. Um, yeah, North Texas is a four-win team. Woo. I, w- I want to remind everyone, Army does not have a bowl game. Uh, the the greatest stat I've heard about that is Army. Uh, what were they? Nine and two. Mm-hmm. They were, or yeah, nine and nine two. and two. They were nine and two. They're not going to a bowl. Mississippi State was three and seven. Not only are they going to a bowl, they're going to the Armed Forces Bowl. Yep. How because much sense does that make? Twenty twenty. Would that not have made a whole lot more sense, or and a, and a lot better of a game? Because the other team in that in that Armed Forces Bowl is Tulsa. Who's in the top 25? Army uh-huh. Tulsa would have been a way better game. Well, Mississippi State's not a whole lot of fun to watch. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh, it's Mike Leach, man. He's got that air raid offense. He likes pirates. Yay. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> he likes pirates. <laughs> Appalachian stayed up 14-7 to early in the second quarter of the inaugural Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, Appalachian State, 5-0 and in bowl games. They could go 6 and 0 today. They're one of only 5 teams in FBS football that have been to a bowl game and have not lost. Jeremy, would you like to take a guess at the other 4 teams who have been to bowl games but have yet to lose one? Oh, it's going to be a bunch of little schools. Uh UTEP. Nope. Texas San Antonio. Nope. I have no idea. I'm going to give you two more guesses. Oh, good gracious. And then I'll give them to you. I just want to see if you can pull one out of the dark. It's going to be little schools. Uh Uh-huh. Has Liberty been to a bowl? Liberty. Yeah, Liberty won their only bowl game appearance. I feel like there's another one that's really obvious, but I can't think of who it is. I have no idea. Uh, Florida Atlantic. The Owls of Florida Atlantic have been I should have known that. Lane, four bowl games. Yeah, Lane Kiffin took them to two. Mm-hmm. Have been to four bowl games, have not lost one. And Howard Snellenberger took them to another. New Mexico State has been to three bowl games and has not lost. They did tie in one of their bowl games, though. Oh, which means it was 400 years ago. <laughs> uh, and then we've got uh, Liberty with the 1-0 and record and also Old Dominion. Is one and zero in bowl games. Nice. There's your food for thought for today. But uh, Appalachian State, most bowl games in FBS history without a loss. Congratulations in your six year tenure. You've made or is it seven year? Seven year tenure in FBS. You got six bowl games, haven't lost one. I am still a little salty that that Army got left out of one. Yeah, that's. I don't buy Jeff Monken. Jeff Monken's the head coach at Army, mm-hmm. and he said the reason that the Pac-12 teams were opting out of playing us, Pac-12 teams were opting out of everything. Right. The Pac-12 at this point, if you're a high level recruit and you sign with the Pac-12, the only thing I can say to you is it, you did it to yourself. <laughs> if you can't figure out that they don't care at this point, yep. I can't help you. Yep. But his thought was none of these teams wanted to play an option offense with only a week to prepare. Yeah, sure it was. Listen, Jeff, you had a great year. Calm down, okay? 
And apparently they had a deal with the Independence Bowl. Yeah, and then nobody would play in it. Right. They couldn't get, they couldn't find an, oppo- an opponent, so they just canceled it. Because <laughs> who wants to go get shellacked by nine and two army? Well, I mean, it, it had to be. It was a the the affiliation was with Pac twelve. I mean, and none of those teams want to play. Mm-hmm. Well, who wants to go to Shreveport, Louisiana? To play a nine and two army team, I do want to state for the record that uh, my last week of picking games before the bowl spectacular on uh, Christmas Eve, yeah, thirteen and six, nice against the spread. All right, what up? All right, that's that's it's pretty swift. The sports tag, just a bit outside. All right, here's the four one one, folks. All right, over the weekend, North Carolina Tar Heels getting a big win over Kentucky in college basketball. Kentucky's now one of five to start out the year. Which is hilarious to me. Uh, it was not hilarious, though, watching uh, Cameron Fletcher lose his mind on the sideline. Yeah, it, it didn't go nicely. It did not go his way. Uh, kid lost all control of his faculties and he just started uncontrollably sobbing on the bench. Coach Calipari has now asked him to leave the program. That He didn't ask him to leave the program. He, he asked said, him to step away from the program. Right. Step away from Yeah, he's not leaving the program. He's a, we have asked Cam Fletcher to take some time and step away from the team. He needs to reflect and do some soul searching to get his priorities in order. Any attitude or actions that are detrimental to this team will not be tolerated, and that goes for everyone on the team. Now, I don't know... Was there a discussion? Was there, was he being, uh, you know, I guess aggressive toward the coaches? Cause the way he's put out, cause he put out a statement as well, apologizing to Big Blue Nation and all of this about how, you know, his actions can't be tolerated and it'll never happen again. And I'm sorry. So, but I, but I don't know if it's, is it the fact that he was, just losing his mind crying on the sidelines and it's a bad look for the team or was there actually there's some more, strife with him and the coaches there's more to this yeah because he said he wanted to you know he, it's there's no excuse for my behavior at all i just want to make sure that everyone knows that i'm fully committed to this program and willing to do whatever my uh, my coaches ask me to he says when it's late in the game and i see our team losing i want to be a part of the solution i want to help out so did he go after the coaches and get into it with them about put me in the game? And that's what caused this. That makes a lot of sense. And then when they said, sit down and shut up, was when he started crying. Quite possibly. I, I mean, I don't, don't know, know. But it was more than just he's crying on the mm-hmm. bench. Yeah. He did something. It was awful, though. It was awful to see him just lose it. And Kentucky now off to the worst start. Since three years before they hired Ugh. Adolph Rupp. Yeah. Yikes. One and five. Although, positive side for the Tar Heels, 75-63 win. You heard it right here on ESPN Asheville. Hey, speaking of bad teams, uh, one that we will be starting the 4 o'clock hour with is the Ohio State Buckeyes football team, who, against all normalcy, uh, were put in the college football playoff. Mm -hmm. But there were a few coaches that didn't quite agree with this, (laughs) one of them being Dabo Sweeney. Who had the Buckeyes at 11 in his last poll? Yep. They were behind Coastal Carolina and one spot above North Carolina. 
That's some that's some serious hate right oh, there. Oh, that's shade, and I love it. I absolutely love it. That's bulletin board material oh, right yeah. there. It's not going to matter though. Oh yeah, not to be uh, not to be outclassed. Nick Saban had him at five. Yep. behind Texas A and M. Yep. The last poll they actually make your they make your your ballot public knowledge. Mm-hmm. This is the only time we get to know who voted where. And Dabo had him at eleven. Twenty seven schools had Texas A and M ahead of, or twenty seven coaches had Texas A and M ahead of Ohio State. As well, they should have uh, agreed. We're going to talk about that in the next hour, mm-hmm. and that was originally going to be what we led the show with. <laughs> And, and then, then the Jets. Jets going jet. And then the Jets happen. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have fired GM Marty Herney. They've had a parting of the ways yet again. And I think it's glorious. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not a, a Carolina fan. Obviously, I'm a Tampa Bay guy. But I have tried my darndest to be nice to the Panthers, to cover them fairly. And I've been critical of them, obviously. But... I think I come at it in a, at at an objective angle, and firing Marty Herney is one of the best things that they could do. I don't see this team being successful with Marty Herney still running the show. He didn't. It didn't work out the first time, and it ain't gonna work out this time. Well, I mean, and you got to understand this is a this is a really key off season for Carolina mm-hmm. because I feel like you've got the coach. I think you got the coach right. I really do. Yep. I think one of your big free agent spins last year, Robbie Anderson, I think you got that right. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to draft a quarterback or go with Teddy Two Gloves, that's totally up to you. Personally, I would stick with Teddy Bridgewater, but that's just me. I would as well. But, I mean, you're going to have a pick that's in, what, the top? Top five. Yeah, are they that high? They are. They're at four. They're at four. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I think it's into a fun question of what do you do at four? <laughs> the top you of this draft up. is going to be Pandalirian. You trade up. Hey, I know, I know a spot. Exactly. I, th- you know, we started talking about that this morning in the sportsocracy, and I think that's the path. You call on the New York Jets and say you don't want to be in that number two spot. No, they don't. We'll, we'll give we'll give you something for it, and you go after Penny Sewell. You go after the guaranteed left tackle. Don't go after a quarterback. You don't need one right now. No, I mean, Penny Sewell would change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You put Penny Sewell on that offensive line, and you do you commit to doing the one thing Marty Herney has refused to do for this team. Use draft capital him, on offensive linemen? Him and David Gettleman both had the same problems, not investing in the offensive line. And they tried to, and when they did try to invest in the offensive line, they got it wrong. Like, remember, they gave Matt Khalil the big uh, contract, and that didn't work out. They brought in Michael Orr, <laughs> which didn't help any. The blind side. I, I, I just, I think it's a no-brainer. You have to be calling, because you know the Jets don't want that number two pick now. Yeah, but it would be expensive. I mean, it would be your first oh, three it'd be picks. Expensive. It'd be expensive, absolutely. It would be your first three picks just to get to two. But, but think about what you're getting. A hundred percent. Right. This is an Anthony Munoz level. Right. You're tackle. getting a 15-year All-Pro. Maybe not that much, but you, uh, Pro Bowler well at least. Be. Pro Bowler at least. A hundred percent. Right. I mean, he's a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. He changes your whole offensive line just by being on it. Yep. 
And I, I really do think that is the path for Carolina moving forward. I mean, you've got all this money invested in Christian McCaffrey. You need to get him protected. You need somebody who can open lanes for him. You got him for seven years. You got to keep him protected. I think it makes only all the sense in the world to try to swing some kind of a deal to get up to take Penny Sewell at number two. Because you know he's going to Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, Cincinnati. He's not falling past three. And if you don't get in two, you don't get in that number two spot and you allow Atlanta to jump up there and get Justin Fields, which is a great possibility. They certainly could. Then you need, you know, then your left tackle's gone at three. One pick before you. Because you're not catching Cincinnati. Cincinnati ain't going to win another game. No, they're they're bad. Right. Uh, speaking of the NFL draft, my first mock draft will be coming out on New Year's Eve. Ooh, we'll look forward to that. We won't have. Uh, we will have most of the order locked in. And we, then you we can have project to, the rest. Of we it have now. to have something to talk about on on New Year's Eve. <laughs> that will be on the uh, that will be on the sportsocracy. We're actually taking Thursday and Friday off. Right. Both of the next two weeks. But we will have uh, web content for you to consume. We'll have the uh, mock draft on New Year's Eve. And then Christmas Eve, we will be putting out the uh, the bowl preview Yep, as well. I um, will be picking every bowl game that hasn't already happened at that point uh, against the number. Be sure to like it, share it, and follow it at the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. We're live weekday mornings at 9 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube Live and on uh, Sportscaster now. Sportscaster, C A S T R. Yep, no E. Yeah, it's a, it's something. It's a, it's a new service that we found. That it's, that's all it is. It's I've just, actually found some shows on there that I really right, like. Right, it's just sports podcast web shows, just like uh, we're trying to do with the Sportsocracy. Uh, and so they they give us a platform for all the voices, and uh, we are glad to be one of those voices now on uh, Sportscaster. Now, I think that I think the pa- or the Patriots, the Panthers have done the right thing in letting go Marty Herney, or however it was done. Oh, 100%. David Tepper also, though, saying that uh, the search is on for a quarterback, which could be a little concerning for that theory that I just came up with. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> when, the, when the owner of the team says, we're going to be evaluating every position when specifically asked about Teddy Bridgewater's role, that doesn't really give you a whole lot of confidence in Teddy's status with the team. But I think that's more of, we've got him under contract, mm-hmm. and when his contract is done, that's when we move on. I could see Carolina taking a quarterback early. Trey Lance is the one that just screams at me. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't need to play early. This is a guy that's thrown that has thrown 300, was it 316 passes in his college career. Yep. So, I mean, he doesn't need to play immediately. Mm-hmm. I could see a path to that if you couldn't get to Penny Soul. I, I don't think At you can four, use... though? Would that be too high? Nah, not if you want him. If you want him, I mean, you he's better be ready there. to come off a right. top five pick. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, because somebody's going to take him. Oh, 100%. Atlanta's definitely drafting the quarterback in the top five. I'm not as sold on that as anybody else is. I think they have I think, to. I think if one fell in their lap, yes. Think, this is going to be one of those weird years that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, and, and it's not hard to figure out. Uh, I have a friend in the scouting community that's reasonably well-respected that has Zach Wilson at four overall. Jeez. 
I love you, but you're out of your mind. <laughs> you're. I thought you were high on him. I did too until I saw that, and I mm-hmm. think I've got him at 15. And I like him markedly better than I like Kyle Trask and markedly better than I like Mac Jones. Right. Jacksonville needs a quarterback. The Jets need a quarterback. Carolina's got uh, the possibility. No, 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 no. The, the Jets don't need a quarterback. Mm-mm. We're 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 off we, that. You're off yeah, that. we're off that. We, well, we, I'm, I'm just saying. We love we love, we love Lego firemen hey, again. Cra- crazier things have happened. Jacksonville could end up winning a game. You never know. But these are teams that if if the cards were played right, they would take a quarterback. Carolina, Atlanta, those the four out of the top five. From there. I don't. There's not another team taking a quarterback, is there? I mean, until Detroit at eleven. I. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked at, at a lot of teams. I wouldn't be shocked in Dallas taking a quarterback. I can't. I can't get on board with that. I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised if they look at Dak Prescott, expect a discount, and he says, "Nope, mm-hmm. not happening." And that cap situation in Dallas gets ugly in a hurry. Yep. It sure does. I can't see Dallas taking a quarterback. I can. Um, Depends, but you got to fall in love with one. True. And I mean that's that's the thing about this draft class is that you're going to see a multitude of guys. I mean, I could see a team falling in love with Kyle Trask and taking him in the top fifteen. Mm-hmm. Do I see that? No. But somebody could. The New England Patriots. He strikes me as very New Englandy. Mm-hmm. New England Patriots are picking at fifteen as of right now. Yeah, as of right now. They still have a win against the Jets, so they could that could slide a little bit. <laughs> right, so they end up in that fifteen to eighteen window. In that gross window of Right. Of just on the outside of the playoffs. Yeah. But they're way outside the playoffs. Officially eliminated over the weekend. I think we could we we could all just spike the football on that one more time. Because it does oh, feel so good. It does bring an extra smile to your face when you think about it. The New England Patriots are not going to be yeah, in the playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs are happening, and uh, what's what's old what's old Billy Boy doing? <laughs> He's just hanging out. Just, you know. uh, on the other hand, we've got a couple of races going down to the finish. Uh, you mean uh? There is a race uh, going down. A to the race. A race. Tell me anything that's not the Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens. I'll wait. Yeah, that's it. well. I mean, you've got the NFC East. Oh, you mean the the Washington football team uh, that's going to win that division it's, comfortably? It's still kind of like I said three weeks it's ago. Still in reach. Still in reach for both the Giants and the and the Cowboys. Oh, good gracious! Math- I didn't think anybody actually believed that outside of Twitter. Mathematically speaking, <sighs> I'm leaving. The, I'm leaving the door open to anything. These days, nothing surprises me anymore. Well, that, that door is closed for the Dallas Cowboys. That that's not a thing. <laughs> you, you can stop that anytime you want to. Uh, I don't know. I think Washington ends with Carolina and Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to know when the wheels fall off that Jalen Hurts thing? When he stares across and sees Montez Sweat, Chase Young, and Ryan Kerrigan, just like it did with the Russell Wilson yesterday. Yep. I know they won before anybody points that out, mm-hmm. but Washington covered. Uh, I have gone through the uh, the the fun little playoff machine here on ESPN, where you pick the games and it tells you what the final standings would be if all your picks are correct. I've got the Dolphins falling out. I don't. 
I don't see who they're going to lose to. They're going uh, the Buffalo Bills in the last game of the season. But and and yet again, I ask when you're picking games at the end of the season, the number mm-hmm. one thing you have to ask is who does this matter more to? Yep, it is going to matter more to the Miami Dolphins. It will. And I can see a pass where the Bills don't play their starters, but a half if they do that, possibly. I don't see Miami losing a game. I don't. I've got them all losing a game, actually. I've got, except for the Browns. Which means they're all not going to lose a game, <laughs> and the Browns are going to lose both games and follow the playoffs. Well, that could very well be. Thanks, Spencer. But the, KOD. But the, but the Browns have the Giants and the Jets left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not taking either of those games. You know, now that that ship sailed, it would be so sweet to beat Baker Mayfield with the worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And after you've got, you know, the the Colts have to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. and I think they could lose that game. They could. And then you've got the Buffalo Bills facing off against Miami in the last week of the season. Miami doesn't win that. One of those teams has fallen out for me. The only team that is prospectively in the playoffs that I could see losing a game, and I don't know how that tiebreaker would work. I could see the Colts losing to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Well, the Ravens went out and and the Colts lose one. The Ravens are in, right? It, it, I'm sure. Because I think the only path right now to the Ravens not making the Super Bowl, or well, they're not making the playoffs if they win out, is if everybody else wins out. Well, but you, the reason they're saying that is that if the Colts and the Ravens wind up with the same record and it's just the two of them, mm-hmm. the, the Ravens the beat them, breaker. so they have the tiebreaker. Yeah. But now if it gets into – when you start getting into like four-team tiebreak, like the NFL's <laughs> ability to, t- to tiebreak teams makes my brain hurt. Mm-hmm. Then it gets into like strength of schedule and just ridiculousness. Right. I just don't want to see Lamar Jackson make the playoffs because you ruined my day yesterday. <laughs> he ruined your day yesterday. How did Lamar ruin your day yesterday? Uh, well, it, it's still throwing up thirty-three to nothing. Oh, this Stop is another doing fantasy that. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, it, yeah, yeah, it was fun yesterday watching Jeremy just cuss out the the Baltimore Ravens every time Lamar Jackson was still throwing well, you're to still Mark th- Andrews. You're still throwing it. Th- and you're up 33-7. to seven. Right. Do you know how easily that can go the wrong way, especially when you only have one living, breathing quarterback on your roster right. not named Lamar Jackson? Right. I watch coaches do that. I watch coaches do this every year, and it makes my head hurt. Like, what is the benefit to that? Because the negative is a disaster. The negative is how you wound up playing Trace McSorley in a primetime game. So don't do that. I understand he had corona. I get that. But you wind up without Lamar Jackson. You wind up with Tyler Huntley in a hurry. As always, this hour of the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. Don't forget that throughout the holiday season here, you can go buy Ingles stores in the 16 westernmost counties of western North Carolina. That's the service area of Mana Food Bank, and you can give to the Ingles Giving Tree, the annual benefit for Mana. $5 and $10 icons are available for purchase at the checkout of your local Ingles store. Those represent 20 and 40 
40 meals that would benefit the families that Mana serves in our area. For every dollar donated, Mana can provide four meals to the hungry. Don't forget, the Ingalls Giving Tree uh, benefit from Mana Food Bank continues at your local Ingalls store throughout the holiday season. Coffee's the closer's on. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Welcome back to the Sports Tank, ESPN Asheville, 92.9, 880, and 1400. We're riding a little bit of a streak in this segment. Like I said, went 13-6 and six over the weekend, ended the week on a high note with college basketball, all the other things. Tonight, Monday Night Football, the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Steelers are a 14-point favorite, which is a ton of points. I I have seriously considered taking Cincinnati. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Between the weather and how big the number is and everything else, it, it seems like it's screaming at me. But I'm not going to. I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus the 14. Over under is 40 and a half. The wind's going to be blowing. It's going to be cold. I think this is going to be a gross game, much like we saw last night between the Browns and the Giants. I'm going to take the under 40 and a half and the Steelers minus the 14. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. All right, we'll see. I see a path that Cincinnati doesn't score a point tonight. I do, too. I mean, they have Brandon Allen playing quarterback, so it's... (laughs) (laughs) I just think this is a a crush spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been told for two weeks now that they are no longer one of the teams, one of the the favorites to win the Super Bowl. After they started out the year 11-0, they've lost two games in a row, and now's the time to kick it in. If it's going to kick in, it's got to kick in tonight. And I think that offense wants to come out and try to prove a point. I just don't think the the offense on the other side of the ball is capable. I mean, I understand there's no Bud Dupree. The defense is not as good as it was. Mm-hmm. I don't think that matters. Just remember, this is the same team whose offensive line got Joe Burrow murdered. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got hit more than any rookie it, it, I want to say in NFL history. If it wasn't, he was close. He was in like David right. Carr territory. He had like the most dropbacks. I know that of anyone. It was the most dropbacks. And I, th- I think it's the percentage. The percentage of dropbacks to the number of times he was hit. Yeah. It was just astronomical. <laughs> he took a pounding, and uh, it, didn't, it didn't end well for him. That's for sure. Which is why the Cincinnati Bengals really want Penny Sewell to fall to them at number three yep. in the draft. But there you go. I mean, they're another candidate to trade up with your Jets. Secure your guy at number two. Maybe you could pull off a John Lynch move. You could just, you know, swap one pick with him, and you weren't going to take that guy anyway. Try to play chicken with the Bengals. We'll do it. Don't you mess with us. We will do this. Who was the, who? Who was the pick for that? Who did San Francisco pick in that? I Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas. That's right. The Mitch Trubisky for Solomon Thomas deal. I would be remiss if I didn't point out that Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson went in that draft, and <laughs> Solomon Thomas went at three. Yes. Yes, he did. Sometimes we just get things wrong. Is he Is he even still in the league? Yeah. Is he like second string for San Francisco? I want to say he opted out this year. I think no, he, maybe. he either opted out or he got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. That's awful. That is gonna be that is gonna live with that franchise forever. The Chicago Bears taking Mitch Trubisky and not only taking him but trading up to get him. 
Yeah, sacred time, he has not been bad. And given up a bunch. He got hurt. Solomon Thomas got hurt. He got hurt. Okay. But but they gave up a bunch to move up one spot. And nobody thought San Francisco was going to take him anyway. No. It's absolutely ridiculous. They might be looking for a quarterback now, though. There's a lot of rumblings about the 49ers changing quarterbacks this this offseason. Well, they thought it was going to be Sam Darnold, but that's not a thing anymore. No, don't have to worry about that one. Nope. Don't think you have to worry about the Lego fireman being anywhere outside of New Jersey. Matt Ryan, however, that, that name has come up a lot to reunite Shanahan with, uh, with Matt Ryan. Atlanta wants to move on, start anew with a new coach. It's not Raheem Morris, by the way. Nope. Did that get solidified yesterday? Can we all agree? 100%. All right. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. This hour of the program brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. Check them out at wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. The college football playoff, it's been set. We've got our, our 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 two final four matchups, and it's exactly as I told you it was going to be. I'm not saying all, it's the right decision. We all knew what it was going to be. I told you it was going to be. And it's exactly what we all knew it was going Clemson, to be. Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Notre Dame. And that is going to be two very ugly football games. Yes. I am surprised that there is a uh, there there is a minimal spread, in my opinion, on one of these games. Alabama's a 21-point favorite. Yeah, they opened as a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> They're a 21-point favorite over uh, Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl. It's the biggest spread in the history of the college football playoffs. Clemson's only a 7-and-a-half-point favorite against Ohio State in the Sugar, though. Give it time. Just give it time. <laughs> you always have to remember, Ohio State has a very large fan base. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, if you set that number real high, they will bet it. Seven and a half is, to me, that just screams that Vegas is going, do it. I dare you. Trying to, trying to goad the Buckeyes. Oh, yeah. Into oh, taking they're plus trying seven to, and a half. Oh, yeah. Vegas is trying to guide dumb, dumb money to the, to the Buckeyes side of this. I'm telling you, what they did to Notre Dame, uh, it's going to look very similar to what Justin Fields was horrendous. Mm-hmm. And before anybody tells me, oh, they were, they had all these players out, I don't care. You know what? You know what? None of that means anything about uh, him constantly throwing it in the ground, throwing it five feet over a receiver's head, being off balance constantly. Mm-hmm. I don't think any NFL GM watched Justin Fields against Northwestern and went, oh, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy that's going to lead us to the to, to the promised land. Yep. Uh, we're more uh, more 
enthused about the performance of Trace uh, Trey Sermon. Uh, Trey Sermon, game. he was he was real good at football. <laughs> Three hundred and thirty-one yards. By the way, it, the next person that says, "and that was against the number six rush defense in the yeah. country," okay then. <laughs> if you don't understand why that's stupid, ask somebody close to you. They'll explain it to you. The Big Ten, uh, and you've played absolutely no one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the point all of us are trying to make. Yep. Ohio State is in the college football playoff at 6-0. and They are the Big Ten champions after struggling with number 14, Northwestern. Oh, And here we go. We get to see it. This is what the college football playoff committee wanted, so they're going to get to see it. And Ohio oh, I mean, State fans immediately pointing to, oh, this is what you said last year. You said that you know we were going to lose big time to Clemson last year, and it was a close one. Did you win? Okay. No. That's what I thought. No, they didn't. But it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I and it took Clemson, you know, took Clemson to pull it out to be able to win it last year. So I, I heard a stat about the college football playoff that's one of the most mind-boggling things I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. So we've done this for seven years. Yes. How many programs do you think have made it in to the college football playoff? 28 spots. Mm, just off the top of my head, I'm going to say like eight. No, you're way too low. That doesn't make any sense. There's four teams that have only made it once. It's 11. 11. There you go. Yeah, it teams that much lower. You know how many teams have won games? Eight. There you go. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And this is, the, this is, to me, the flaw of the – we have now exposed the flaw. If 2020 has done nothing else in sports, it has exposed your flaws and put them for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. Do you – honestly – and there's not a wrong answer to this question. I want to know how you – I genuinely want to know how you feel about this. Okay. If you had to pick the four best teams in the country, mm-hmm. period, I don't care about resume, I don't care how many games they played – you have to pick four the four best teams. Are these the four? No. Who comes out? Ohio State and Notre Dame. There you go. <laughs> and Notre Dame. Who are your other two? Just I, so I just for my own personal knowledge. I believe I would put Cincinnati in. I wouldn't. I believe I would. I would believe Cincinnati's I would, the most deserving. They're, I would go I, for I, Texas A and M and Cincinnati. I wouldn't. Who's your four? Oklahoma's my three. Oklahoma's your three. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Since they figured it out, they're my three. And I told you, they're going to be the six. Mm-hmm. You mark my words, they're going to be the six. Mm-hmm. We watched the selection show together Sunday before we went to the social in East Asheville to watch uh, the, the NFL games, where we are every week. Yep. Uh, we watched the selection show together, and I told you, you watch. Oklahoma's going to be that six team. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they have two losses. And I told you, if... And I obviously, there's no way for me to ever know this. If you had told me Notre Dame or Ohio State got left out, I don't think Texas A&M would have been the team they put in. I think Oklahoma Oklahoma. would have jumped them, and they were. And this was the perfect setup for them. We have the four. We'll let the four in. The rest of this really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So we'll let Texas A&M be five. Nobody jumped them. We're we're all hunky dunky there. Rubber meets the road. You had to put a fourth team in. I am convinced that team was Oklahoma and not Texas A&M. As a conference champion that's played a way better schedule, Mm -hmm. I'm just – and has not been beaten by three touchdowns. 
I, the, the stink of that stuck on right. Texas A&M, no matter what anybody says. Well, of course it did. Of course it did. The fact that you got boat raced by Alabama, and that's the number one thing. You, you know, looking at all of the talk about, oh, you know, Texas A&M got left out. And you, okay, what about the Alabama loss? They have no response. I, Texas I'm, A&M fans have nothing for you after you say that. It's like, oh, yeah, but uh, the ACC is horrible. Well, no, the, the ACC is not, not horrible. horrible. The ACC is the second best conference in America. It's not even debatable right mm-hmm. now. That's literally, it's not even worth talking about. Oh, I who's agree. better? Uh, who's better? Oh, uh, the Big 12, the second best team at conference was Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And, and then you get to three, which could have been Texas, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. The ACC is easily the second best conference in America in football right now. This uh, the, and Big Ten fans just lose their mind when you say that. Right, you're not even four, bruh. Sorry about it. You may not be in the top ten. <laughs> well, I'm not. Now that's, that gets into you that, go, that gets crazy. You got there's a lot of Mountain West. And, you go Dabo Sweeney, putting him at eleven. I, I mean, the Big Ten's bad, and mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, looking at the bowl schedule. Oh, oh, are you ever going to see it? Right, we'll find out. Oh, are you ever going to see how bad the Big Ten is? <laughs> so you've got uh, the, the 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 four teams that made the playoff. you got the Rose Bowl between Alabama and Notre Dame, which is, by the way, not going to be played in Pasadena. They've moved that down that's to AT&T. To, that's going to Jerry World. Yep, down in Dallas. Who's shocked? Nobody. Oh, it's all because Brian Kelly said they were gonna they were gonna boycott though. That's the only reason they moved the game. <laughs> you no, buy it's that not. even a little bit. No, it's because Pasadena said you can't do this here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clemson taking on uh taking on Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl. It's like, if we get to it, which we all expect, Alabama, Clemson, it's gonna be the fifth time we've seen this game. Uh huh. In the college football playoff. In seven years. <laughs> It'll be the fourth time the two of them have gone out at, in the in the championship. And see, that's the thing. You want to know why four years from now nothing, none of this is going to change? That's why. Because it still winds up at the same end game. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have more inventory, and you don't risk losing this game, which is a huge moneymaker. That's the problem. The problem is that we... I think we all... I can't say we all. I, I, I've learned there is not a consensus on anything. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of us think that that Alabama Notre Dame game is going to be thirty-one to three at halftime. Yep. Is there any any? There's there's no dispute in this room. No, I know that much. there's not. What happens then? People start turning their televisions off, and you know what that does? It hurts ad revenue next year. Mm-hmm. Because oh look at the look at the overnight rating. Oh, look at the, the, the second half rating was terrible. Yeah, because the game was a blowout. And that's the reason that these the, money drives everything. That's the reason you're not going to see eight teams or 16 teams or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we still wind up with the same two teams. Right. And, and there hasn't they, been a debate on who the best two teams in this country are more than twice in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's the way this sport goes. Nine times out of ten, we look at it and go, well, I know who the best team is, and I feel pretty sure who the second team is. And then it gets really muddy from like three to eight. Mm -hmm. 
But if you let those teams into a playoff, one of them could accidentally beat the team that they don't want to lose. Yep. I mean, look at the rankings from this year. Cincinnati beating Alabama would be an absolute disaster. Agreed. That would be a disaster for the playoff. Don't think it could happen, but yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it could happen. Right. You know how it definitely can't happen? Don't let them If in. you don't let them play. Agreed. It's like VCU winding up in the Final mm-hmm. Four. If you let them in every once but in a while, a, but, but there's also win. The, there's also the side of it, though. I mean, do you expect something like I, I mean, I know nobody ever expects big upsets to happen like that, but law of how averages, many blowouts do you need? Law of averages says if you do it for long enough, eventually you're going to get got. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Mm-hmm. It's just like bank robbers. You rob enough banks, eventually they're going to catch you. Yep. You're going to mess up and put your fingerprint on something, and they're going to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Not trying to compare the two things. I'm just saying, law of averages say the more times you do something, the more likely you are to have an outcome you don't like. True. And for them, this is perfect. But Alabama versus the eight, is that going to be any more entertaining or less entertaining than I have always Alabama said, over Notre Dame? I have always said that's the side of this that where people mess this argument up. People like us that, that say, oh, I would like to see those four extra teams. I don't care about the eight. I genuinely don't. Mm-mm. I could care less about, I mean, whoever it would be. I mean, this year, probably Oregon, because they did win the Pac-12. Do you, do I really care about watching them play Alabama? No. no. You know what I don't want? These ridiculous arguments like that. I'll be honest with you. I think Ohio State loses to practically every team that would get into that. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't think they're more talented. They're very disjointed. They have been ruined by coronavirus. It would be Cincinnati, by the way. Cincinnati's the eight. Uh, Oregon. If you let in the five major conference champions, Oregon would have been behind them. Just depends on how you sculpt that. Is it the top eight, period? Because mm-hmm. then that gets into a whole new level of stupid. <laughs> like, oh, you can't leave out the Pac-12. Uh, and if I've learned anything this year, it's I do not care about conference titles even a little bit. <laughs> no, because Oregon is number 25, and they're technically the Pac-12 champion. Ugh. I did get that right, though. You did. USC, another proof positive. If you keep getting to these last second, oh, we got to have some heroics, uh, eventually you're going to get got. Yep. And they did. And Oregon makes a uh, New Year's Six Bowl. The New Year's Six Bowl is going to include our North Carolina Tar Heels. We'll take on Texas A&M in the Orange Bowl on January the 2nd. You'll hear it right here on ESPN Asheville. Unfortunately, as soon as that news came out, the news started coming out about who's not going to play in the bowl game. And so far, we already have Diami Brown has decided to focus on the NFL draft, Chaz Surratt as well, and Michael Carter. How many more will go? How many more will decide to skip that game and focus on preparing for the NFL draft? And what does that do to Carolina's chances to get a win in the Orange Bowl, the first ever for the school? I absolutely hate this trend mm-hmm. i'm gonna talk about it at the end of the show so i ah. don't don't really want to you know a smelling i'm mad coming up oh 100 <laughs> hadn't done one of those in a minute you got georgia taking on cincinnati in the peach bowl which i think will be a good game i think georgia loses uh i don't i do and i'll tell you why why is that virtually every time we've done this then a high level and it seems to always be sec schools 
that had playoff aspirations, mm-hmm. and they wind up in this bowl mm-hmm. against a scrappy little group of five team that's just happy to be here, they get drilled. Yeah, Thinking, except for, uh, looking except at you, for a few, except for you, a few years ago when uh, Georgia took on Hawaii, <laughs> yeah, in the Sugar Bowl and just beat the tar out of them. Yeah, that didn't go well. No. But I'm looking at Auburn on this one. You remember when they played Central Florida? How'd that go? Mm-hmm. They look like they didn't belong on the, belong on the field with Central Florida. Yep. Just nobody cared. Yep. And Boise State beating Oklahoma years ago. The, it, it can happen. I will say that's if I had to rank the bowls that I'm actually looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati George is in the top three. Yes. Uh, OU Florida is the number one. That's for me. mine too. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, as I, long as Kyle Trask doesn't back out and, you know, Kyle Pitts is already not going to play. So that takes a little bit out of it for me. It does. Because Kyle Pitts has already said he's going to focus on the draft and he's not going to play. So and that's the the Cotton Bowl, the Cotton Bowl. But Oklahoma, Florida, that's got all the makings of a good shootout. Uh, the over-under in that game, 71 and a half. Uh, over. 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 Aggressively. <laughs> they might do that in the first half. <laughs> This could be a That's six. one of those games that you know lines makers just look at each other and go, we can't set it high enough. Uh-huh. We can't make it 100. Well, I mean, if they put it at 80. They, they you can't, but you can't. Oh, you can't? Well, I mean, technically you can set it where you want to. Right. But if you put it at 80, do you realize how much, do you realize how leveraged you are at that point? Oh, yeah. You're not going to get a whole lot of action on it. Uh, yeah, you will be white-knuckling the whole game going, uh, they're not scoring fast enough. <laughs> They're scoring a lot, but they're not scoring quick enough. Right. At the half, if it's 27 to 20, you're like, are we going to make it? I don't like this. <laughs> no blowouts, no think, blowouts, no blowouts, no blowouts. Right. I think that's I, I think that's one. That's that's definitely one that I'm interested in Florida, watching. Florida-Oklahoma is the number one game I'm looking forward to. See, I think I, I put Clemson-Ohio State in the top five solely because I want to see how many, how many points Clemson, Clemson can hang on Ohio State. Right. Because so I the, think it's a lot. See, I, I immediately looked, when I looked at the bowl matchups, and I said, you know what, I bet that the final four, the semifinal games, are going to be some of the worst games. But then you look at some of the matchups that we have this year, and yeah, it's not that it's not that good, but they're not at the top. I'll guarantee you that. I'm much more looking forward to watching Oklahoma, Florida, Oklahoma, Texas Florida's A&M, North Carolina. That's in my and, top five. And uh, Miami, Oklahoma State even makes it in for me over the semifinal games. That one's not that high for me. I'm looking for there's. I like Coastal the Coastal and Carolina Liberty. and Liberty yeah. are playing each other. Coastal and Coastal and Liberty in the Cure Bowl. This is the most hyped game. Uh, this has been supposed to happen like six times. Mm-hmm. That one was really cool to me. They even broke uh, affiliations on that one. Because that's a, that's an at large, but it was I don't remember what conference it was affiliated with, but they didn't have enough teams, mm-hmm. so they went. You know what? We'll just invite Liberty, the Camellia Bowl, Buffalo and Marshall. I have a a very strong take on who's going to win that game. You had to hear that on New Year's Buffalo Eve. by a lot. I didn't say that. <laughs> I think that's one of the games that I'm looking forward to more than I am. Boca Raton. It's tomorrow, and I'm looking very forward to it. The Boca Raton Bowl. Uh-huh. Who's in the Boca Raton Bowl? BYU in Central Florida. Ah, yes. I am looking a lot of forward to that game. Okay. Why? Um, do you, <laughs> so I just told you the over-under in uh, Florida, Oklahoma was 71.5. Yep. 
<laughs> that game is 75. Jeez. That's one of the highest over-unders I've ever seen. Okay. That one's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And that's two teams that I'll borderline promise you you're not going to see a lot of guys opt out of that one. They're going to play that game. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see that. That's not big-time schools. No, but you do have a lot of prospects in that that game. You got one that's pretty important. You got one that could very easily wind up in the top 15 of the NFL draft. And guess what? He's playing. Which one? Zach Wilson. Ah, yes. Jimmy Clausen Jr. I'm going to act like you didn't just say that. (laughs) Tell me he doesn't look just like Jimmy Clausen. Oh, look like him? They look exactly alike. I don't know. Every time I've ever seen a picture of Zach Wilson, he has a headband on it. It just it messes with me. You put their college pictures up beside each other, they look uncanny to each other. Zach Wilson, I'm not saying Zach Wilson's going to be a complete NFL bust like that's Jimmy Clausen was. You were saying. No, no, no. He looks just like Jimmy Clausen. Every time I see a picture of Zach Wilson, he looks like he should be wrestling for some little tiny little promotion that like fights out of a high school gymnasium or something. <laughs> The dynamite kid. Yeah. Uh, no good can come from where I'm headed with this. <laughs> Down at the Myrtle Beach Bowl, it is halftime. And your Appalachian State Mountaineers thumping North Texas right now, 35 to 14. We'll be back right here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. You're in the sports tank. I up, son. I up. Yeah, bad news for uh, Stephon Gilmore. He's going to need to ice up a little bit. Partially torn quad. Not good. Not good. He's uh, what? What becomes of him? Is this a contract year? Yeah. Uh, there's. I mean, trust me. There's still going to be somebody that wants him. Oh, well, absolutely. He's, he's going to get some very large money. I, I just mean, don't think was, it's going to be New England. He was, what, the defensive player of the year just last year. So, I mean, obviously, he's going to have a market. I just wonder how much that's going to hurt him. I would say not much. Mm-hmm. There are not many corners in the NFL that are like Stephon Gilmore. The Jets, you guys got room? Ian, all the way in. You got cap Let's room. do it. Let's, uh, I'm in. Let's, <laughs> let's just go ahead and sign that up right now. How much you got to pay him? I'd say he's probably still that $15 million a year range. Mm-hmm. Because he is, what is he, 32? I think he's 32 years old. I think he's just 30. Mm, I don't think he's that young. I thought he was. Somewhere in that somewhere in that neighborhood. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 30. He's 30 years old. So he's got a few more good years. Two years left in his prime? Probably. Yeah. That's, about when, it, that's about when it started to slide for Darrell Rivas. That's about my only point of uh, comparison <laughs> on a shutdown corner because we haven't had a lot of them. No. No, there hasn't been a whole lot of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is, it's football. These things happen. Move forward. Just glad the, the season's over for the New England Patriots. Oh, it, it does. It does feel good. <laughs> There is something very nice about it. And I'm not normally the Bill Belichick hater. I'm just, I'm looking at this going, this feels good. Oh, I'm that guy. I'm 100% that guy. You as Mr. Jet fan. 
I mean, I've been getting the, I've been getting a whole, oh, look, Tank hates the, or Tank's all about Tom Brady now that he's with his team. He hated him when he was in New England. Uh, no, I did not. Stop with that narrative. I did. I have always been a Tom Brady, uh, defender. I, I did. Now the whole deflate gate thing, I, I admit, I mean, kind of, yeah. He took some lumps, he took some lumps from me on that one. Because I still think there was so much to that that we never found out about destroying cell phones and all that. Of course he cheated. I don't care. I didn't care then, and I really don't care now that he's my quarterback. I wish we would deflate some more footballs down in Tampa if it, it, if his play doesn't improve. Oh, I can I can fix your problems in Tampa Bay very easily. Uh, fire uh, Bruce Arians? No, just give him a headset that's not connected to anything. <laughs> Like and give him a spe- <laughs> instead of that Surface Pro, give him a speaking spell. See how long it takes him to figure it out. Oh, the cow goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, uh, any other bowl games that you're looking forward to in college football? Uh, there's a, there are a few. I, I mean, but it gets very. Iowa State, Oregon-y very quickly. See, that's and that's one Auburn, that Northwestern. You can't convince me that those are going to be good games. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's, it gets into that like, who's, pretty fast. Right. Who's really down for 4 o'clock on uh, you know, January the 2nd to sit down and watch Iowa State and Oregon? About the same people that are really looking forward to watching Iowa and Missouri. <laughs> You mean only people who follow those teams? Okay. Yes. I got you. Wake Forest and Wisconsin in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Indiana Ole Miss. Ugh. And I will, I will and watch again, them because they're football. And again, That's Army it. couldn't get into one of these games. Which is just stupid. And the fact that Mississippi State is playing in the Armed Forces Bowl with a four-win record. It's just. I'm just I'm ready for next year when it's all and nine and two aren't normal. Good, ready for next year. Well, you know I think we're a long way from normal, unfortunately. Well, I I think next football season is going to look a lot more normal than this one did. True, next football season will, uh, but we still got to get through basketball season. And that's the big problem. That has served to be kind of a pain. Right. That's the big problem. Um, basketball season continues to be in flux as we've got more and more teams that are, you know, shutting down, opening up, games being postponed. All of this, apparently, uh, North Carolina and, and NC State are supposed to play in Raleigh tomorrow night. That game has now been moved from the 9 o'clock scheduled time to 7 o'clock. I don't remember what the explanation was on that. It might have been because Syracuse had their game called off, and so they moved time slots. I don't know. All I can say is I'm getting too old for 9 o'clock starts, so thank you. Thank you very much for moving the Carolina State game to 7 o'clock. Maybe I'll be able to make it to the end of that one. Oh, man. I'm getting more and more like my father every day. Fun, isn't it? I just can't. I can't do it. I can't hang in with these late night games. And thankfully, if they keep putting on uh, Sunday night football games like the Browns and the Giants, I don't have to worry about it. How many plays of that game did you actually watch? zero? I wa- I was asleep before it even kicked off. Yeah, 
At 8.30? Oh, man. Well, I left the social early yesterday because I was having some back problems. And so I went home and, yeah, I went home and got heat and pad and all that. And you just, went night-night. Whew, whew, I, was I did not do that. I woke up at like 1 a.m. and turned on Sports Center. I learned <laughs> that if they don't serve alcohol past 9 and the Jets lose out on the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in college, yep. I can do at least a nominal amount of damage between 7 and 9. <laughs> That's that's what I learned yesterday. <laughs> he just put the hammer down for two hours. Uh, I, 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 yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> I heard the phrase, you look like you need this more than once. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't oh, think I anyone was, has ever looked at you and said, you need this. Uh, after we just lost out on the next 15 years of my happiness, I, I, think, I think there were several people that thought that. On the weird scale, there's Vegas... There's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, one of the top things that uh, people get around Christmas time, other than you know, toys for the kids, and you know, you I don't know what jewelry for your wife or whatever. Animals, animals are a big gift around this time of the year, especially dogs. Everybody wants a new puppy. My wife asked me for a puppy the other day, and I went, didn't we just do this? Like, can I have a month without a dog? I mean, you can have my dog right now. (laughs) But anyway, puppies are, they're, you know, they're popular around Christmas time. And apparently uh, the demand for dogs has skyrocketed over in the UK during the lockdown. And now organized crime is exploiting the situation by smuggling puppies from abroad and stealing dogs all over the UK. Dog thefts now believed to be at an unprecedented high in the UK, with puppies stolen uh, for immediate sale and adults taken uh, for breeding for the puppy farms and such. Um, Here's the kicker out of the story that I got, though. Uh, We've got this big problem in the UK of mass Dog thefts. One of my favorite films growing up was 101 Dalmatians. Do you know that 101 is the number that you should call for emergencies or non-emergencies in the UK? So you would dial 101 Dalmatians to report dog crimes. Though we have 911, they have 999, but that's only for emergencies. If you got non-emergencies, you can call 101. So, 101 Dalmatians. Ridiculous. Dog dog rings. Apparently, you can make a whole lot of money on that. An Oregon sheriff's deputy investigating a report of a cheetah on the loose near the Oregon Zoo discovered (laughs) something a little strange. A cheetah on the loose. The molt. Noma County Sheriff's Office said a resident of Southwest Portland reported seeing a big cat with spots in the Green Hills neighborhood near the Oregon Zoo. The caller said the animal looked like a cheetah but did not appear to be aggressive. Big cats are not uncommon in this area. Cougars have been spotted, but a possible cheetah, that was new for us. The deputy dispatched to the scene contacted the Oregon Zoo, which confirmed all of its animals, including cheetahs, were accounted for and safely inside the premises. The deputy said he arrived on scene and used his ninja-like skills to sneak up on the animal. 
Of course, it sat there dumbfounded that I was able to get so close for a couple photos because it was a stuffed animal that somebody had left in the woods. <laughs> I The whole reason I'm telling the story is Beautiful. because the cop said I used, a, that's a quote, I used my ninja-like skills. I have this vision in my head of somebody sneaking up on a cat with its gun drawn and the cat never moves and he's like, I am a ninja. <laughs> And he gets up behind it, and then he pets it, and it's a it's a stuffed it's, it's stuffed a stuffed animal. animal. <laughs> <laughs> My ninja like. I feel like there's a lot of calls like that. If you see an animal sitting in the woods and it's not moving at all, unless it's a possum, that should lead to some very interesting questions. <laughs> Why is that tiger just sitting there? It hasn't moved in an hour. Maybe, wait, because it's not real. It's not real, right? Uh, what was it? I mean, I'm not saying go up and try to pet the thing, but I think you should be able to tell. <laughs> well, there was a story a couple of years ago. I remember there was somebody had called the cops because someone was transporting a lion on top of their sedan. It was a stuffed animal. Like that's, that's another like thing. Like you I've had noticed. a lion. Like you really thought somebody had a lion tied down to the top of their sedan. That's another thing I've noticed recently. Uh, the things people think are acceptable ways to transport things. Yes, I was behind one on the way here. Really? Uh, yeah. What did their, they have? Their idea of fastening a ladder and mine are very different. That thing was just every five feet down the road. This thing's moving, and I'm like, you know. <laughs> my legs is against a ladder i am probably not going to come out on a very positive nope. side of this nope. I, I had to get away from that one pretty quick absolutely I've ever told you my story at the time that i actually that i thought i had this is the reason i will never ever volunteer to help somebody move i had put a mattress in the back of a truck uh-huh and i thought that i had ratchet strapped it quite nicely uh-huh. here's what i didn't think about it was a little bigger than the bed of the truck. <laughs> and so as you hit about 60 miles an hour on the interstate, air gets under the mattress. Uh-huh. The mattress doesn't weigh that much. Lifts it. Yeah. And it goes up. You know how hard it is to get a mattress off interstate 40 <laughs> at 5 o'clock? No, but I do know how hard it is to get uh, couch cushions. I did that once. Uh, that was well, not fun. Couch cushions, one person can carry. A mattress requires two people. It's true. Synchronized playing Frogger in the middle of 40 at 5 o'clock. Right. That was right at the... What What exit was that? That was at the exit right there where... Um, at, uh, uh, oh, not Mil- the, the other one. Uh, Sweeten Creek? Sweeten Creek. Okay. There it is. Yeah, I was in between the exits. That was not fun either because there was a curve right there that uh-huh. I couldn't see. You don't realize how fast a car is going at about 70 until you're going zero. Right. When you're standing in the middle of the road going zero miles an hour, <laughs> you realize that 70 is pretty swift. Right. Going, please, 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 please. Please, no, no car, no car, no car, no car, no car. Don't fall down. <laughs> the love of God, don't fall down. You'll never get up if again. If you fall down, you are doomed. Yeah, I've been there. Losing stuff. They on the might not even fun. slow down. Just don't fall. Right. Speaking of cheetahs, um, we had a moment yesterday with uh, with Tyreek Hill on the sidelines. 
Uh, I thought Tyreek Hill just became my favorite player ever. We had it on the big screen down at the social, as we do every Sunday. Come on down and hang out with us. Uh, they got the best wings in town. They got uh, all the games on the televisions with the NFL Sunday ticket package. But we had the Kansas City Saints game on the big screen. And as I'm walking by, I just glanced over, and there is Tyreek Hill sitting on the med table drinking out of an airplane mini bottle. And I was dumbfounded at what I was seeing. Like, is this seriously happening? Is he just drinking liquor on the side of the, on the sidelines? Apparently it was, it, apparently he likes picklebacks during the game. <laughs> I honestly thought that he was sitting there just doing shots in between. Like, <laughs> and they caught him on camera. He too. was doing shots. He was doing shots of pickle juice though to help oh, out with the cramping. Oh. All the salt in the in the pickle uh, juice helps out. Yeah, that is the grossest thing people do. Drinking pickle juice. Oh, it's so disgusting. It is. So, oh, my wife likes pickle juice. I'm like, stop. She'll drink it right out of the fridge. That's gross. What is wrong with you? Oh, breaking news. I have never looked at a bottle of pickle juice and went, mm, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. Who's gonna break the news? Who's gonna break the news? Who's gonna break the news? We may have found a spot for Army. Oh. The Tennessee Volunteers are out of the Liberty Bowl. There you go. They have coronavirus issues and will not be playing in Memphis. This is why bother. Why bother at this point? Yep. I mean, even when they allow people into that bowl, uh, that might be one that you turn down. Of course, there will. it is Tennessee. There will be people there. They'll probably be the biggest crowd of any of the bowl games. Quite possibly. <laughs> and Tennessee would draw a good crowd. This is a perfect opportunity for the Liberty Bowl to uh, to do the right thing and, and put Army in this. You know 100% that's what's going to happen. I mean, I would like to think so, but I'm not positive of that. Really? Well, you got to think about what's going to draw. Because they are going to have fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. You don't think the Army would draw? I don't know. I, I I really don't you got know. The so many to that. veterans that oh, live I mean, all I, over, I, the and place. I understand that. Right. I I just don't. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, they're not going to draw as well as Tennessee would oh, have. I mean, immensely. But yeah, I think I think you very well. That's my curiosity. Is is there an answer of a? I mean, I'm trying to think of a a bigger school that's not going to a bowl that hasn't opted out of going. I think it it almost has to be Army if they don't just cancel the game, if which we all, have seen a history of that happening. Right. Well, if they're already scraping the bottom of the barrel to get North Texas into a bowl game, I feel pretty certain that uh, they won't have any trouble finding somebody to fill that role, especially when you have a 9-2 and two team who's whining and complaining and putting out statements that we will not stop the fight. We will can you know we will push for our right to fight in a bowl game. Well, the Liberty Liberty Bowl is currently trending on Twitter, and the first seven tweets I've seen all have hashtag Go Army in them. So, uh, Liberty Bowl, I'm going to highly recommend that you uh, insert Army here. Army West Virginia. I'd you actually it. think that would be a good game? I'd watch it. Well, just because West Virginia is in it. Well, that wouldn't hurt anything. <laughs> I mean, but, it is your alma mater. Well, you know. There's that. But if it if it were, you know, Army and Arkansas, I, I don't think anybody I, would care. Yeah, I mean, it's better than it's better than 
App State and North Texas. Oh, 35 to 14 is your score down at the uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl, the inaugural. I haven't been able to, obviously, we've been doing the show, so I haven't been able to have it on to hear Marty and McGee are apparently doing the play by play in the color. I'm sure they're doing a great job. I bet that's the best part of this game. Probably. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I, I might have watched a couple more Christmas movies. <gasps> you did? I guess that means we need to hear your reviews because they've meant so much to us throughout this process. Sounds like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol. No way. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these that says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. All right. What uh, what holiday traditions are you going to dump on today? Uh, well, there's one that if you think I made people mad with a Christmas story, I have one that might get worse. Oh, no. The first one I watched was actually fantastic. Okay. Uh, the uh, Christmas Chronicles with yes. Kurt Russell. Fantastic. Excellent. That was uh, that was a great, mm-hmm. great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Christmas, and I Christmas Chronicles 2 isn't bad either. I ha- I haven't seen it. I I made the rule of I'm not going I, I'm not going to do two movies in any because I except I, for Die Hard. I didn't say I didn't watch them. I said I'm not going to talk about them. Oh, you're not going to talk about uh, them. This time a week ago I had seen zero Die Hard. I have now seen all Die Hard. <laughs> Every one <laughs> of them ever. Of them. I've seen them all. Nice. And I liked them all. They're good. The Bruce Willis movies, man. Yes. Uh, I don't particularly like Bruce Willis, but he's fine. Really? It's weird seeing him. With, it's weird like watching the chronicles of his hair. <laughs> like he had hair, had hair, none. None hair. Yeah. Looked like I was watching a really in shape Tank Spencer. It was a little bizarre for me. Yeah. Christmas Chronicles is great. The, uh, the Kurt Russell's rendition of uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Was that the song they sang? Yes. Yeah. It was great. And it had Goldie Hawn in it, which, you know, that was... Never hurts. No. Spoiler alert, she's Mrs. Claus. Uh, stunner. <laughs> because she's Miss Kurt Russell. Too. Exactly. Uh, now, the other one, on the other hand, I feel like a lot of people like this, oh, no. and I didn't. Oh, no. There's only one person that's ever... One celebrity that's ever blocked me on Twitter that's not named Baker Mayfield. Okay. It's Jim Carrey. Okay, you didn't watch The Grinch, did you? I did. Oh, why did I could have told you and not I didn't to do like that? It, and I didn't like it at all. Yeah, that's awful. It was awful. That is, I am right there with you, brother. It is awful. Oh, it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like all, I mean, I understand that you have to do the who thing, but they all look like they all look like rats for some reason. Yep. Which didn't make any sense to me. And then the dog, and there's this little, it's just so stupid. <laughs> now. Have you you've seen the cartoon, right? I think I did when I was a kid. Okay, I was gonna say. I mean, the cartoon is it's it's nice. It's it, it, it's a holiday tradition, and it's it's fast and it's easy. This is just an hour and a I'm, half of god awful Jim Carreyness. I'm pretty no sure I needs. saw the cartoon when I was a kid. You you I'm sure you did, but then again, you didn't see a Christmas story either. So. I didn't, and it was ter- I, I cannot hear the name of that movie and not reaffirm how terrible it was 
<laughs> You're so wrong about that, but you are so right about Jim Carrey's The Grinch. It's awful. The, the Jim Carrey, uh, I like to call him The Grinch in real life because he <clears throat> and I had a less than stellar interaction on Twitter. Okay, tonight... Are you Scrooged is next, right? Yeah, Scrooged is up there. Okay, uh, I've been told by a bunch of people I have to watch uh, the the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, I'm gonna hate it. I, well, it's my, animated. My wife I even mean, told me you're gonna hate that. Right. I mean, it's animated. See, I've been trying to get you not to do animated movies because you're not gonna be but able to give us a good. But there's been so many people that have said it. I can't. Well, I mean, it is a it is a classic. I'm watching Scrooge not because people have told me to, but because I think I might actually like it. A Nightmare Before Christmas might be dark enough for you to go, eh, that's funny for a kid's movie. But Oh, wait, that's a kid's movie? Yeah. Then why do so many adult why do so many adults keep telling me to watch kids' movies? Because we're because we're all children at Christmas time. And we were all children when we saw these movies the first time. And so you carry on the traditions. This is how traditions are born. I first like a Christmas story came out when I was two years old. And so it's been with me every holiday season. And I watched it as a kid, loved it as a kid, still love it as an adult. All of these. Christ- is that your favorite the- Christmas movie? A Christmas Story? No. What What is your What is your one? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. That's mine. Too. George Bailey is the greatest Christmas story ever told. Clarence, what What, <laughs> what day is it, Clarence? <laughs> yeah, that's actually mine. And then And then the Miracle on Forty Thirty Fourth Street. I've the, the never remake. seen that. Never seen it. Don't really. It, Miracle that's on Thirty Fourth yeah, Street. It's, it's popped up, and I'm like, I should probably watch that. But then I'm like, that movie is as old as like it's old enough to be my grandfather. No, I recommend you watch the newer one that was put out in the '90s, as opposed to the one that came out in the '40s or oh, '50s. Oh, it's still or from the '90s, which is for like that's forever oh, it's ago. Forever and ago. And there's no CGI, and I need things to explode, <laughs> and it look like it's actually exploding. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I like the last Christmas. two diehards better than the first three. It's Christmas. Well, of course, because the special effects mm-hmm. are better. I did like the one with Samuel L. Jackson. That's not fair. That I mean, it's, it's like trying to compare uh, Mel Gibson's Mad Max to the one with jo- uh, I almost said Josh Hardy. What's his name? Oh, um, yeah. If you hadn't. Bane. What's his name? If you hadn't messed up his name, I would know. Uh, ah. Yeah, that guy. Tom. Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Thank you. <laughs> Tom Hardy. You said Josh Hardy, and all I could do was Matt and Josh in my head. Like, have you seen the newer Mad Max? No. Have you seen the older Mad Max? What do you Okay, think? this is just, I'm going down a path. Anybody who's seen these movies, though, you can, the special effects are way better on the newer movies. It's not really fair to compare, technically speaking. Correct. But, you know, it, it, Christmas is supposed to be more than that. It's supposed to be warm fuzzies and magic and presents and sharing and loving and caring and giving and all of that. It's not supposed to be about making stuff explode. The only one, you get one of those. It's a Wonderful Life. And the first two hours of that, It's a Wonderful Life is not an apt title. And then I go every Christmas Carol after that. Just every version of the Christmas Carol, I like them all. And I will watch all of them throughout the season. That's the one with Ebenezer Scrooge, Yeah. And I'll watch all of them. The one with Patrick Stewart, the one with George C. Scott. The, I'll only watch the one with Scrooge McDuck. That's uh, the only one. The one with Jim Carrey, the animated one that came out a few years ago by Disney. It's fantastic. It's excellent. Great CGI stuff that they can never do in the actual movies. That makes it more like the book. Everything's more spookier. Everything's ghostlier, you know. It's just, you know. Have you ever read the book? Gosh. 
You just got to get in the spirit, man. Dirty, perky, shark and back flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Shark and back flat. Let the hate flow through you. Welcome back to the Sports Tech ESPN Asheville 92.9, 880, and 1400. I'm Jeremy Green, and I'm mad. There is nothing that infuriates me more in the world of sports than this part of the year. Because we get all the bowl matchups, we get all excited, and then we get this litany laundry list of high-end college football players that have decided to opt out of bowl games. I absolutely despise this. You work the whole year with your guys, and at the end of the year, because Christian McCaffrey did it four years ago, all these high-end players go, my draft stock is more important than us seeing this season to an end. Of all years, this is a year that you should be playing in bowl games. I understand you could get hurt. I understand what could happen. I get that. But at the end of the day, you played in the game that didn't matter a week ago. Why are you not playing in the bowl game? That makes absolutely no sense to me. And to me, it is the greatest middle finger to every player on your team that you could possibly have. We got Kyle Pitts is not going to play. Several guys from North Carolina, several Mm -hmm. guys from Georgia. Mm -hmm. And you have to reassess everything. And it turns these bowl games into a complete sham. You want to know why all these teams have opted out? Because nobody cares. It gets a nominal TV number, you get a little check, and then you go home. And it has completely destroyed the bowl season, in my opinion. Which is why when people ask me, why am I in favor of a playoff? So we can have more games that actually matter. The New Year's Six Bowls, the only reason they even matter is because they yield a paycheck. That's it. Mm -hmm. They're not competitive. You have a litany of guys opt out. It becomes a farce. And then the team that you've watched all year long is not the team that you actually see in the bowl game, which is supposed to be the payoff of the season. It makes no sense. And the NCAA needs to step in and unilaterally say, if you're not going to play in the bowl game, don't play the season. I know that's a drastic step. I that get it. That is a drastic step. I get it. But you got to do something. You can't have every major player opt out of the bowl games if you expect anybody to care. There's nothing they can do. Though. There is something they can do. They can expand all the bowl games into one great big playoff and make everybody happy, and there's no more room to complain ever again, which is what I've been opining for two weeks. Well, that is one. Yeah, you because I promise you, if you're in that tournament, Kyle Pitts doesn't opt out. Mm-hmm. If Florida's playing Cincinnati for a spot in the, the the round of eight in the playoff, I'll bet you he plays. Yep. If Carolina's got a chance, Chaz Surratt and Michael Carter and Deami Brown may not opt out. It just all seems to fix one problem in yep. one nice little package. Yeah, it's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green will be back with you tomorrow at 3. Don't forget to check us out tomorrow morning at 9 AM in the Sportsocracy on Facebook and YouTube Live at the, for, the, at the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias.